If you look really closely at your life, I bet you, you will see the finger of God working in your life then and now. God is so good. He's so amazing. And today on The Liz Show, I'm going to share my testimony of why I trust God. Welcome back to The Liz Show. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, but by all means, call me Liz. And by the way, let's connect. So I have a YouTube channel. Right now, I'm talking about the champion mindset and how to develop one. So go subscribe to that. Connect with me on LinkedIn and YouTube and sign up for my newsletter. All of those links will be in the show notes. And you might be thinking, hey, Liz, weren't we doing a mini series on how to trust God and accept his protection and security? And I would say you are right. However, we are going to take a pause, redirect, because God has encouraged me to do so. By the way, I'm getting over a cold, so forgive me if the editing is a little crazy or I'm a little crazy. I have so much brain fog. It's not even funny. This is my fifth time recording or fourth time recording this episode because I'm struggling with my words and pronunciation and I keep coughing and sniffling and hopefully that will not happen in your ear. But recently, as I'm walking with God and walking with clients and people that I love, I'm learning that a lot of those people are in really hard seasons and they're not really understanding what God is doing. So I thought, God, what if we investigate faith? Well, I think God brought this to my mind. Let's be real. And I was like, that's a great idea. And so for the last week and a half, I've been researching faith, what the Bible says about it, where people used it, how it's grown and and so forth. And I'm going to share that in my future episodes. The funny thing is, faith is going to directly connect us back to how to trust God and accept his protection and security. So it's amazing how sometimes God will take you on a detour and you're like, how is this going to work? And then you're like, oh my gosh, I get it. So we're just going to let that unravel naturally. And P.S., my 12-year-old puppy that's right, puppy, thinks he's a puppy and he is playing pretty radically with his toys right now. So you might hear him or me get frustrated at him. We'll see. Today, I want to talk to you about why I trust God. I want to share my testimony. And it's a little all over the place, but I'm going to do my best to keep it short and sweet. I had a childhood where I could not count on anyone. My dad died when I was seven and he was my protector. And because my brother has psychopathic tendencies or more so had, he's walked out of a lot of them. God can change anyone if they're open to it. I didn't really have anyone for me that I could trust. My mom ended up neglecting me because she was so busy trying to save my brother, which I get now as an adult. I didn't necessarily then. Not to say that she couldn't have done things better. We all could. Nonetheless, I've forgiven her and my brother. But one of the reasons why I trust God is he's proven to me that I can count on him. He is the only one in my life outside of my dog, Moo Moo, and now my, my current boyfriend who constantly and consistently shows up. And to me, that's really reassuring. I know God is always with me. I know he's never going to abandon me or forsake me. I know that as long as I open myself up to him, he is going to be with me. And even when I misstep and stumble, he's going to redirect me. And I've seen him come through so many times in my life that I cannot remember them all. Originally, I was going to take you through a linear time frame of my childhood to adult life and all the times God showed up, but they're kept coming more and more memories of God showing up. So I lost count and kept forgetting certain ones. And then I was getting confused and the perfectionist in me didn't like it. So I was like, let's do a different route. A second reason is he's changed my heart. Man, he has changed me so much. 
when I think back to who I was, how I behaved, and even what I thought 10 years ago, you probably wouldn't recognize me. I was not the spiritual person I am today. I was just really beginning my walk with Christ when I was 22. And it really changed when I turned 24. God has changed my heart so much. Some days it's really hard for me to live on this earth because I can't stand seeing the sin and the pain. But that softness reminds me of how much God has changed my heart. We're supposed to be soft as believers. I've also seen God heal me. I mean, really heal me. First off, when I was 16 years old, I should have died from an eating disorder. I should have died from anorexia, bulimia. I remember it was October 26, 2015. I sat on the guest bedroom because I was too weak to climb stairs at this point in my eating disorder journey. And I sat down on the bed and I knew that night I was going to die. I knew that night I was not waking up the next morning and I was okay with it. And ironically, at 9 p.m. that night, my pediatrician called my mom. Now, at this point in my journey with my eating disorder, I had to see the nurse at school every day to listen to my heart because a heart attack was very plausible for me. And I had to go to my pediatrician every single week to monitor my blood, vitals, electrolytes, and weight. My pediatrician calls my mom at 9 p.m. at night and says, you need to get your daughter to the hospital right now. My mom goes, okay, I'll give it, I'll, I'll take her in the morning. Can it wait till morning? My pediatrician firmly says, no, you need to take her right now. She will not be alive in the morning. The ER has been alerted and they are waiting for your arrival. Well, long story short, we drove to the ER. I fought it the entire time. At least I tried. We arrive at the ER and they are flabbergasted that I can walk and talk. Doctors are really surprised that I'm in better condition than they anticipated. The reason being is my potassium level was one, and usually your heart has flatlined at that level. In fact, a nurse once told me there's more people in the morgue with a higher potassium level than that. So at the ER, I got two bags of pure potassium through my veins, which is pure fire through your veins. It burns. It hurts so badly. They had to hold me down because it's so painful. And they were really surprised that I was alive. It was a miracle that I was alive. I should have been dead. I knew I was dying that night, and the doctor confirmed that. And so that's just one example of where God intervened and saved me. I also experienced this really weird brain condition in 2018, which made me close down my company for a little bit. It was really excruciating. It actually felt like fire through my brain is all I can say. I lost about 20 pounds, got really thin, was really struggling. Doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. I was on my way to John Hopkins to do a lot of testing. And then... I decided to do what my pastor had done to get healing from MS. He was a vegetable with MS, and I asked him, how did he get healed? Now he rides motorcycles. He's free of MS. And I just asked him, like, what did you do? And he said, I recited healing scripture. I listened to healing sermons. I did all of this healing stuff that God says to do. And I was like, okay, sign me up. And so I did it. And in 90 days, I walked out of that weird brain condition and even an autoimmune disease. It was really cool. So I've seen God work. I've seen his power work through my life. And in fact, in 2018, when I got that weird sickness, he used that to draw me closer to him because I drew closer to him. And that's the thing. He will draw closer to you, but you have to draw closer to him too. Remember, God 100% says you are so worth me leaving the 99 sheep to find you. So God will look for you and search for you, but he can't make you draw closer to him. You have to want to do that, right? He can change your heart but you have to do it. That's another example of where God healed me and helped me. 
God also helped me break an eating disorder. Now, I really struggled with my eating disorder for years. I didn't get free of that mentality probably until about three or four years ago. I still have body dysmorphia with my stomach, to be honest. I'm working through that one. But God really helped me break that spirit of eating disorder, which is so demonic. It's not even funny. And he helped me show how much he loved me. God used my dog, Moo Moo, to teach me about love. I was raised in a loveless home. We didn't hug. We didn't touch. We didn't really do a lot of the lovey-dovey nurturing stuff. It was very foreign to me. And because I lost my dad at such a young age, I was seven, I struggled with fear of abandonment and separation anxiety greatly as a little girl. And what happens, and a lot of women more so than men do this, they start to see their boyfriend as their messiah. And I did that too. I started seeing my boyfriend who became my husband. And I'm hesitant to say this, but is now my soon-to-be ex-husband because I'm going through a divorce. And I say hesitant to say that because the amount of people I've lost in my Christian walk because of my divorce. Nonetheless, when he and I would get in fights he would leave and it felt like he would abandon me and my heart would hurt so much and I hated it. And so I started to shift my perspective from him, my boyfriend at the time, being my Messiah to God being my Messiah, to Jesus taking that place. And when I let go of that place and surrendered it to God and let him have it, man, it's amazing what he did. I remember not too long after that moment happened, my ex-boyfriend, now ex-husband person, he and I got in another fight. And I just remember not being impacted or influenced by his sin, by his toxicity, right? Because toxicity is sin in the the Bible. And it was just so, so cool. The other thing is I have struggled with panic attacks and anxiety my whole life. There's a lot of research in neuroscience that says the more you're left alone as a child, the more likely you'll struggle with panic attacks. Well, I was left alone quite a bit as a child. And additionally, I lived in what I like to call as a war zone. My brother has psychopathic tendencies. And so I would have to stay in a vigilant state of mind so I could take cover whenever I needed to take cover. It was very normal for my life to be threatened, for him to act upon those threats, for him to verbally abuse me, psychologically abuse me, emotionally abuse me, physically abuse me. That was very, very normal. So I always had to be ready to take cover. And when I left my mom's house and when I started being on my own as an adult, I just realized I always had this anxiety about me. I was always on edge. I always felt like I was on eggshells. And I didn't like it. I was like, God, I don't, I don't want to live under this stress. I don't want to be this way. And I found the verse Colossians 3.15. And now I say it all the time when I have anxiety. And it says, I let the peace of God into my heart and refuse to worry. Instead, I cast all my cares onto him because he cares for me. And so I've hybrid that verse with 1 Peter 5.7, which talks about casting all your cares onto God because he cares for you. And it's just amazing to me. I never had trust imprinted in my brain as a child because of all of the drama I had endured as a child. And so to be able to trust God and talk to him as my counselor, as my father, as my best friend is just amazing. I journal and pray to God every single day. It's one of the highlights of my day as well as researching the Bible. And it's just amazing to me how many times I reflect through my life and he has shown up. 
he has always maintained his integrity in my life and he's still doing things in in my life you know he redeemed my childhood for what I do now and what I mean by that little brain fog so excuse the lack of clarity here but what I mean by that is I'm a really good therapist and coach because I've been studying human behavior since I was seven years old God has now used that to make me great at what I do today I'm also really strong. I'm really tough-minded. A lot of times I get told I'm the strongest person that somebody knows. And while I appreciate those words, it didn't come easy. It came through a lot of trials and adversity and learning resilience and learning how to be tough-minded and being open and willing to change and wanting to be my best self and loving God. And God helped me get there. I'm great at teaching mindsets because I understand so well how people think in some of those negative mindsets. I've also experienced so much that I can relate at a personal level that no textbooks can teach you. And I find that to be awesome and incredible how he's redeemed it. And I mean, I'm going to be honest, I never thought I'd be a therapist or a coach. My bachelor's is in television producing. I have 10 years in film and television industry. When I was 24, I got the opportunity to go to South Africa to do a wildlife documentary internship. And a month before I left, I remember hearing God saying, hey, you're going to meet somebody that's going to change your life. Be prepared. And I was so excited and confused by this because I was still really new in my walk with Christ at this point where I was really fully in and immersing myself into the world of Christ and the Bible. And I met that person and no, we didn't get married. No, we didn't fall in love. But he taught me how to have a relationship with God and Jesus. And that was life-changing for me. And because of that experience, I firmly believe that is why I do what I do now. Because while I was in Africa, when I should have been filming, I was really actually talking about God and learning about the Bible and spending time in prayer and figuring out how to draw closer to God. And he told me what he wanted me to do. And so I was like, okay. And it all happened organically. And that's the other reason I trust God. You know, when God wants you to do something, he will move the mountains for you to do it. It's not you trusting your will. It's you trusting his will. It's you trusting in him. It's you trusting in who Jesus is. The Bible is a book of promises, and God never falters on his integrity. Now, us humans can mess things up, but God won't. And it's so easy to be like, God, am I doing enough? I don't feel like I'm doing enough. But when you're saying that, you're saying you trust more of your actions and your ability than God, when it's the other way around. The reason I trust God is also because, like, who else are you going to trust? I remember when I first started my real walk with God when I was in my 20s. I think I was 21 or 22 at the time. I remember saying, all right, God, I'm going to give you a year. I'm going to give you a year. I'm going to do things your way. And if my life isn't better in that year, I'm peacing out. Well, my life keeps getting better. And there are days where I'm like, Ugh, my life isn't what I want it to be like. I'm not where I want to go. Okay, well, we all have them, right? But I'm then rem- reminded of each year I'm growing. Each year I'm better than I was before. I'm getting further and further away from the dock, which is where I started. And that's something to praise. Plus my heart's changing. I'm walking out of bitterness. I'm walking out of hatred and selfishness and greed and anger. And my heart's softening. And I love that. That's to me really powerful. And every day I'm aware of how much my heart loves Jesus. I love Jesus. Sometimes it's been a, it's been scary for me to be bold for Christ, but I want to do it and I'm willing to do it. So I keep trying, but not in my strength and his strength. 
And so that's a little bit of why I trust God. And the cool part is full circle, me trusting God, me opening myself up to God is what has allowed him to redeem so much of my past. Now, did I have to go through that for him to put me where he wants me? Absolutely not. But 2 Corinthians 4, 4, I believe, makes it really clear that Satan is the king of this world. So we're going to have adversity. We're going to have trials. John 16, 33, I believe, makes that really clear. But Jesus has overcome the world. So keep your eyes on Jesus. Trust in Jesus. You don't always have to understand what he's doing. You're not going to understand what he's doing half the time. But you can live in the moment. Know that Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, they're all working behind the scenes for you because they love you so much. You are so loved by them. And God gives you purpose. God quenches that yearning desire in your heart that no human or hobby can ever quench. And I've seen it firsthand. And with my secular clients, the ones that are really struggling because they're like, wow, life is so meaningless. I know they need God. And I know, at least I pray in time, God will reveal himself to them. And I pray for their hearts to be softened so that they can accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior too. Again, it's just amazing what God will do for you if you open yourself up. And one thing I encourage is you learn how to trust him and not yourself. But also when you pray, Say, God, change my heart to be in alignment with yours. You have to want God's will for your life more than you want your will for your life. And I promise you, God's will for your life is a thousand times better than you could ever imagine. Ever imagine. So amazing. Well, I hope you guys got some takeaways from today's episode on how you could trust God a little bit more. or Maybe some insights with my quick little testimony there. Make sure you connect with me on the links that are in the show notes. Feel free to share this episode with one person. Imagine if you just sharing this episode with one person caused them to accept Jesus. That would be huge, right? Like we are fishermen of men. We need to be bringing people into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, right? And in the meantime, know that I am rooting for you and I know Jesus is rooting for you. Have a great day, guys.